Good morning. Peace be with you. Before Lee comes up for our uh, announcements, um, I just uh, wanted to share something with you this week uh, while I was in the Word. And you can be in the Word lots of different ways. One of the ways that um, I uh, am consistent being exposed to the Word is on uh, Christian radio. And a pastor was talking about the psalmist, Psalm 51, Psalm of David, and there's a line in there that really resonated with me based on seasons that we go through. And David was lamenting his sinful nature and the goodness of God, and his plea was in Psalm 51, verse 12, Restore the joy of my salvation. And joy in our salvation can carry us through. Today we will uh, read together the um, parable of the sower. And it talks about the word. And it's important to be in the word. That is the word, Jesus Christ, but also scripture. It heals us. It comforts us. It encourages us. It corrects us. And it also sustains us through trials. And so as your pastor, that is what my job is, is to continue to point you to the Word, to continue to proclaim the Word rightly. And so I encourage you all to make a little note and just go visit Psalm 51 uh, when you have time. It's a, it's a short psalm. And with that, Lee, I'm going to invite you up. Good morning to all. Uh, I'm not going to read everything to you on this. Uh, a lot of it is pretty much the same stuff. Just take a look at it, make sure, you know, reconfirm the dates and times and everything. But uh, I do want to mention the mission is VO this year, the Victory Outreach Church here that meets here uh, to uh, help their uh, group home and everything. So the uh, uh, jar is in the back there in the, in the lobby. So uh, also VBS for adults is... Uh, running its course. I think it's a little over halfway through now. I think there's two more weeks, I believe, um, on Wednesdays at, uh, excuse me, Tuesday at noon. Uh, from what I hear, the uh, singing is um, acceptable, I guess, <laughs> but everyone's having a good time, and that's what it's all about. Um, also, don't forget Peggy Jones Memorial. Now, it's coming up this coming Friday now on the 21st. Uh, at 11 o'clock in the morning. So uh, if you remember and know Peggy and want to be here, um, come and, and, and honor her. Uh, as far as birthdays go, we only have three left this month. Susan Schaefer on the 19th, Karen Wilson on the 27th, and Sharon Reamer on the 31st. Now, I would have mentioned Ed, but he had a past birthday. But, uh, you know, he did tell me he turned 60 this year, so I think that's really good. We should congratulate him on that. So, what was that? Am I close? I knew there was a zero in it, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, congratulations, Ed. So, uh, that's all I'm going to do. Like I said, the other things, the men's Bible study, praise, uh, music. Um, take a look at it when you've got a chance. So anyway, thank you. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody I raise a hallelujah heaven comes to fight for me I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm louder and louder you're gonna hear my praises roar up from the
Will you please stand if you're able? We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved you, our neighbors, as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins and as your called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Thee is Christ, the Lamb who was slain whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. 
This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation. Blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, since you have caused all Holy Scripture to be written for our learning, grant that we may so hear them, read and mark and learn and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading today is taken from the book of Isaiah, arguably one of the greatest prophets that God had, uh, verses, chapter 55, verses 10 through 13. And this can be found on page 1149 in your pew Bible if you want to follow along. Isaiah 55, 10 through 13. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that comes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow juniper, and instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown as an everlasting sign that will endure forever. We'll now read Psalm 65, verses 1 through 13, responsibly. And I'm looking through the bulletin, and I notice the wording of the bulletin is slightly different from mine. So if you, it sounds a little different what I'm reading, basically it's all the same, but worded differently. So praise await, await you, our God in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. You are the one who hears prayers. Everyone will come to you. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. You answer us with awe-inspiring acts done in righteousness, O God our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and the most distant sea. Who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength? The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. Where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You take care of the earth and you water it. You make it much richer than it was. The river of God is filled with water. You provide grain for them. Indeed, you even prepared the ground. 
You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your goodness and richness overflows wherever you are. The grasslands of the wilderness overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. The pastures are covered with flocks. The valleys are carpeted with grain, all of them short plentifully. The next reading is from the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 12 through 17, and they can be found on page 1757 in the Pew Bible. So Romans 8, 12 through 17. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive, you receive brought about your adoption to the sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning comes from Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, and then verses 18 through 23, and can be found on page 1516 in the Pew Bible. Matthew records... That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds had gathered around him that he got into a boat and he sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Another seed fell among the thorns which grew up and choked the plants. And still other seed fell on good soil, and it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, whoever has ears, let them hear. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. <clears throat> when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who 
hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed on the good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred or sixty or thirty times what was sown. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So today's gospel is commonly called the parable of the sower. And I just read this parable from Matthew. But we can find this uh, account, this story, this parable in Mark 4 and in Luke chapter 8. And in each case, the gospel writers not only record the parable itself, but its explanation as well. And because we have Jesus' explanation, this parable is valuable on, on two levels. Jesus' explanation not only gives us the spiritual truth of this parable, but it also gives us guidelines that help interpret other parables. And of course, a parable, as you know, is an explanation of a divine truth using a word picture of an earthly story. As many of us learned in Sunday school, it is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And the story in today's gospel is simple enough. As I read or as I hear Jesus' words, I imagine the first century farmer walking in a field with a, a bag of seeds that is slung over his shoulder and he's rhythmically throwing out, grabbing a handful of seeds from the bag. He's scattering it on the field. And the idea, of course, at the time was to distribute the seed over the whole field so that it would grow and produce a crop. And it probably was a scene that was quite common during the planting season in that day. But what is different, what is different here, is that the farmer seems to be indiscriminate about where he sows the seed. I could see a farmer coming to the edge of a field and trying to cover every square inch of the field with seed. That's simple enough. It's entirely possible that a few seeds might overshoot onto the soil surrounding the field. But in the parable, the farmer seems to be throwing the seed everywhere, not only on good soil, but also on the road, the rocks, and the, thor the thorns, everywhere. And the farmer doesn't seem very accurate in his distribution of the seed. And as Jesus explained the meaning of this parable, well, he asked his disciples to concentrate on the activity of the seed as it interacted with this variety of soils. For example, the seed represents the word of the kingdom. That is the proclamation, the salvation that Jesus earned for us on the cross. And the scattering of the seed represents the preaching of the word of the kingdom. And the soil, the soil types, represent the different types of people. The types of people who hear the preaching of the word of the kingdom. Now, 
Jesus began with those who simply reject the word. He said, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. Now, the Bible tells us this in 1 Timothy verse 2, I mean, chapter 2, verse 4. He records, uh, Paul records, God our Savior desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. All people. The truth is that some people reject the word and resist the Holy Spirit. They They remain in unbelief and under God's judgment by their own fault. And eventually, God allows the devil to take the word away from them. They have hardened their heart against the work of the Holy Spirit by simply refusing to believe. Now, the next scenario began on a hopeful note, but it ended in tragedy. Jesus said this, As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. Now here, the seed produces results for a while. This type of person receives the word with joy. He joins a local congregation. He may even become quite active. And then something comes along to test the faith, and he falls away. In Jesus' day, many, many fell away when Jesus began talking about his future suffering his death, and his resurrection. They could not accept that teaching. And we often hear of those who, during the persecution of the early church, who gave up their lives rather than deny Jesus. But there were others who fell away from the faith rather than surrender their earthly lives. And today, today, There seem to be many who fall away when they find something in the Bible with which they disagree. They would rather forsake the word than have it change them. Now, what should be noted about this particular type of soil is that the sun that dries out the rootless plant. The sun dried out the rootless plant. And this is the same sun that provides energy for growth to the fully rooted plant, but it withers the rootless plant. Now, in a similar way, the same persecution that withers a rootless faith Well, that persecution strengthens a well-rooted faith. The third scenario illustrates a similar tragedy. Jesus said this, As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. Once again, we hear that the seed sprouts. And once again, this type of person joins a local congregation. And the problem here is that the cares of this world are more important than the word of the kingdom. A late night party or even late night television is more important than being rested up enough to receive God's divine service. 
Attending an athletic banquet is more important than catechism. Extracurricular activities are more important than family devotions. Basically, there are so many things to do in this world that God's Word becomes an afterthought instead of a priority. And the types of people represented by both the rocky soil and the thorny soil have rejected God's Word just as much as the people represented by the path. And in the end, they have resisted the Holy Spirit and are under God's judgment by their own fault. Now the last type of soil illustrates, illustrates the fruit that God's word can bear. Again, Jesus said, as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. And this time, the roots of God's word run deep, and it thrives, and it produces a harvest. And notice, though, that even the good soil is dead Even the good soil is dead until God's word takes root in it. And the power comes from God. And he uses his word to distribute that power. The truth is God works in us as we read and hear the word. He brings us into his family as that very same word combines with the water of holy baptism to join us to Christ's crucifixion. He sustains and strengthens our faith with the word combined with the bread and the wine as he offers himself to us in his body and blood. These are the means the means of grace whereby God works the power of his word in us. The fact that the farmer is reckless as he sows the seed illustrates the recklessness of God. God is reckless with his salvation. He spreads his word throughout the earth to all peoples in all times, and in all places. He withholds his word from no one, just as he withholds his son from no one. He does not aim, he does not take aim with his word at any one people or any one place or at any one time. Jesus died on the cross to take, the way, take away the sins of all people in all time and in all places. He rose from the dead to declare his victory to his disciples. And he told them in Acts 1.8, You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. There's another reason that God sows the seed of his word so generously. Today's Old Testament reading, Isaiah 55, specifically verse 10. Isaiah records, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth, and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose. You see, a parable is an earthly story, and a parable has limits. 
that can only illustrate a few spiritual truths at best. And so it is with the parable of the sower. Although there are many ways in which God's word is like a seed, and this is important, are you listening? Although there are many ways in which God's word is like a seed, there are some things that God's word can do that seeds cannot. What can God's word do that seeds cannot? Well, let me tell you. A seed cannot change the soil on which it falls. But God's word can and does change the heart. The message of the salvation that Jesus earned for us on the cross can soften the hard heart. It can break up the rocks and overcome the thorns. God does not sow his word once and then give up. He sows his word generously, season after season. He sows his seed with loving, reckless generosity. We are all born, we are all born hard, rocky, and thorny. But season after season, God applies his word. God sends parents and teachers and friends and pastors to bring his word to us. And eventually, the word sends its roots deep, and the Holy Spirit creates the faith that trusts in the crucified and risen God-man, Jesus Christ, for salvation. The windows of heaven will open, and that faith will receive all the gifts that God wants to pour out on us. And he will give us the forgiveness. He will give us the life and the salvation that lasts forever. And through his word, he promises to be with us here on this earth, and one day he will take us home to live with him forever. And that's a word that you can trust in the name of Jesus. Amen.
stand if you're able. Let us now confess together our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page three of your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Jesus Christ and for all people in accordance to their needs. Father of mercy, our sins have merited thorns and briars and yield only trouble and strife. Forgive our transgressions and discipline us against temptation that we may rejoice in your name and the promise of everlasting life. Lord, in your mercy, Almighty God, you send forth your word as abundantly as rains upon the earth. Grant that we would never take your generosity for granted, but would seek the help and refreshment of your word in every circumstance. Lord, in your mercy, Lord of life, continue to sow your word through the fields of the earth. Bless pastors and missionaries as they proclaim your truth. Prepare the hearts of all who hear to believe and yield abundant fruit. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, bless parents with faithfulness as they plant your word into their children, that they may grow steadfast among the cares and troubles of this world. Lord, in your mercy. Creator of heaven and earth, by your word, you send forth rain and snow to make the world bring forth and sprout. Give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Provide us seasonable weather and bountiful harvest that we may enjoy daily bread and praise your name. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, look with mercy upon those who suffer from illness of body, or mind. Give them healing. Comfort them with your presence. Grant them patience to endure suffering, and assure them at all times that they 
are your dear children and that the glory of Christ awaits them. Lord, in your mercy, God of all grace, you have made us your holy children and freed us from bondage to the flesh. Sustain us in repentance and faith that we may receive Christ's body and blood for life and salvation. Lord, in your mercy, Almighty God, your Spirit calls us by the gospel to the new life of faith. We praise you and acknowledge you as our Lord. Deliver us from devil's temptations that we may live under you and serve you in righteousness, innocence, and blessedness through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the same Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now may the peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace. Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection he opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples. He said, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink, all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the perfect prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Our Father in heaven is a generous gentleman that won't 
drag anyone into the kingdom kicking and screaming. He respects his children. But he invites all who should believe to come. His son paid the price that gave you and I the power to be called the children of the living God. Once we did have hearts that weren't great soil, never assume that you have great soil, but you know the farmer and he prepares that soil and he causes his word to grow in you and to produce a hundred, sixty, and thirty-fold. Today as you receive this good gift of the Father, may it comfort you, may it cover you in his grace, and may it always keep you in his peace and his joy. Come, the table is prepared.
see the teamwork that happened that was a audible called mid-play right there thank you everyone Jesus loves you and so do I and I'm so grateful for you for each every and every one of you that use your gifts and are so generous uh, in all that you do in your lives and at this church and it makes a pastor more than happy grateful overjoyed to see his people in the word I encourage you to be in the word daily. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, I